Good morning, church. Welcome to Home Church. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to have everybody start off by standing up with me as we pray. Yes. And as we stand, if we would just bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we are so, so thankful that we have an opportunity to be with you here today. We thank you for the blessings in our life, both physically, but most importantly, spiritually. We thank you that we have been able to lead, lead a redeemed life through your son, Jesus Christ, that you have come down, that you have given yourself over to us in a way that can truly reunite us. We thank you for this in imperceptible gift, something that we could never even think of. And we just ask that as we move through today, that you would be with us, that you would guide us, and that you would move us closer to who you are and what your plans are for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Now as we get started, we're going to do the meet and greet. I would ask again that we snuggle in a little bit this morning. So everybody, move forward one row, unless you're in the front row and then please stay right there. So grab a new seat, grab your stuff, go meet and greet.
All right, if I could have everybody please take your new seats. Before we get started today, we do have a few announcements. Ooh. I'm pretty excited about the first one. <laughs> Women's ministry is having a bake sale on February 11th. Yeah. So go ahead and purchase a baked good for your Valentine, yourself, or just to support the home church women. If you are buying a baked good just to support the women's ministry, good for you, but you can go ahead and give that to me, and I will eat it. Just Older Youth, the Joy Potluck is having, the Joy Potluck, the Joy Group is having a potluck on February 4th after the second service, so please bring a dish to share for that. Um, it's a potluck. Speaking of food, men's breakfast is now meeting here at the church, so come join us January 27th at 8 a.m. Breakfast will be served in the gym, and a love offering will be collected to help support the men's breakfast ministry. Okay, I didn't get a whole lot of whoops from the men on this one, so I'm not, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I don't think you guys understand what's happening here. Uh, Vince is going to be cooking for us. Yeah. So we have Vince. If you guys haven't had Vince's cooking, uh, show up and you will come to every men's breakfast afterwards. But um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So at the church here, uh, January 27th at 8 a.m. Please RSVP. Thank you, Ron. Uh, Ron, I will be going. See how easy that was, guys? Don't shout it out now. Wait until after service. But just go see Ron and let him know that you'll be attending. <coughs> we are going to be starting up uh, youth group and preteen groups February 1st. Yeah. So we are very excited about that. And as a kickoff, Amanda and I will be hosting a party for our teen group at our apartment 6 to 8 on Thursday. So if you are a teen, if you know a teen, if you're thinking of a teen right now when you close your eyes, come see Amanda and I after service and we will get you an invitation to that with our address and every other pertinent information. Um, with all these groups though, we are starting life groups the week of February 5th. You know what, I'm not gonna lie, I appreciate that the youth group got a louder cheer. Uh, February 5th, we are starting our life group, so please sign up at the welcome counter. We have eight different groups to choose from, so find one that fits your schedule, that fits the location that you live, um, and just come join us, fellowship together, dig deeper into God's word. Uh, the life groups are always a wonderful time of building friendship, of growing in the love of God and his word, so please come join us as we continue that ministry in our church. That's it for our announcements. We move into our time of giving, of tithes and offerings. <clears throat> Just like every week, I have to thank everybody who has been so faithful in giving of tithes and offerings. We have such a generous church, and it allows us to do all of the stuff that we do here. Um, so please continue to support us. It's biblical. It's needed for us, and we are so, so appreciative of it. We have two, three ways you can give. Uh, we have a box, you can do it in person, box at the back of the sanctuary and a box at the front of the sanctuary. You can do it online through our website or you can do it by mail. Um, and if I could have everybody stand with me as we move into a time of prayer of blessing this offering. And this is such a crucial point, I think, as we 
get to a point where we give of our money as we give tithes and offerings to make sure that it is not something that is given out of obligation, but that we are asking God to bless it, to bless the gift of it, and to bless the receipt of it, to make it into something that we couldn't do if we just operated alone. So if we could just bow our heads. Father, we are so, so thankful that we have opportunities to give, that we have been changed to have a spirit of generosity, and that we are aware that every good gift comes from you. And we ask that as we give this amount to you, that it would not come from stubborn hearts, that it would not come from hard hearts, but that it would be an act of praise and worship in itself, that it would grow us closer to you, and that you would use this money in ways far beyond our own thoughts, far beyond our own capabilities. We thank you in advance for every blessing that comes from this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. to be in God's house this morning freely worshiping him and just having the privilege of being here today is amazing and I have something I'd like to read to you um, it says a new name written down in glory is to be a declaration of a new identity in Christ a joyful noise of redemption please worship with us today amen amen there is a new written down in glory and it's mine yes it's mine I'm at the author of my story and it's mine yes it's mine sister I think, I think we need to read that one more time if you don't mind because I I think some people, the coffee has not kicked in yet, and it's okay. We're going to read it one more time so we can, uh, maybe, maybe somebody out there, maybe I can get one witness out there who's with me this morning. Can we read that one more time? Amen. A new name written down in glory is to be a declaration of an identity in Christ and a joyful noise of redemption. Amen. Amen. Let's take it down. There is a new name written down in glory. 
And we thank you for the new faces that have come this morning, Lord. I pray that you would speak to them. And I also pray, Lord God, that you would help those who have been coming here for years and years to stick with the fight and to fight the good fight, Lord God. Let us not grow weary. Let us keep our eyes on you at all times. You are so worthy of our praise and our glory, Father God. We just thank you. We invite you into this place, into this moment. And we celebrate everything that you've done for us. And everything that you continue to do, Father God. So let us continue to worship the Lord our God, our Savior, our Sovereign King. Amen.
Señor, estamos aquí para alabarte, decirte lo mucho que queremos, alabar a la, al ser que nos ha, que ha escrito nuestra historia, Señor. Gracias, gracias, Señor. Bendecimos mucho nuestro hogar, nuestra iglesia, Señor, lugar donde nos congregamos para poder reforzar nuestras heridas, curar nuestras heridas con el poder y tu gracia, el poder y la gracia tuya, Señor. Gracias, Señor, bendice en esta mañana a nuestro pastor, a nuestro líder, Señor. La palabra fresca que tiene él, Señor, va a ser que salgamos de aquí renovados, restaurados, Señor. Hay muchas heridas que cargamos, es cierto, Señor, pero tu palabra es fresca y sanadora. Bendícenos, bendice a nuestro pastor. Oramos por nuestra iglesia. En el nombre de Jesús, amén. Amen. I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, you, know, you don't need to know what he's really saying. You know him by his fruit. This man is a saved man of God. And when he prays, we can say amen, amen. Who the Son sets free. Speak those words. Oh, it's free. Indeed. Words have power. I'm a child
are people here and watching online. There are people that should be here this morning who are not here with us for whatever reason, Father. But most importantly, they don't feel like they are children of God. They don't feel like they're part of the family for whatever reason. And so, Father, this morning I pray this message will remind each and every one of us that, Lord, you have given us fruit in our life. It's visible. We can see the things you have done for us. But sometimes in life, fruit can be damaged. And we don't feel worthy. But, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray each and every one of us will be reminded that we are worthy not because of us or anything that we have done, but we are worthy because of who you are and what you have done for us. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would bless this message like you blessed me as I was reading your word earlier this week. Encourage lives, encourage hearts. Bring back the backslider this morning. The one who has wandered from home. Bring them back to this place of salvation. All those who are sick in body, bring healing. All those who are sick mentally, who are battling inside their mind this morning, bring healing. Can someone say amen? amen. You got somebody in your heart this morning. There's somebody that you know. You say, Father, I know, I know someone right now who needs a touch from you right now. They could be even standing next to you. No one's looking around. You just raise your hand. You say, Father, that's me. Father, I have a need. Raise your hand. Stretch out your hand towards heaven as we sing out this chorus one more time because he deserves our praise. Who the Son sets free, always free. Father, in Jesus' name, free these needs, I pray. Touch every need in this place. Yes, I Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but doesn't it feel good to be in the house of God this morning? Amen. It's wonderful. I got to give God praise because I had somebody uh, text me and said, Pastor, we're coming to church, and, and maybe I can, I don't know, maybe I can, no, I won't do this, but they said, Pastor, my kid was... Uh, was shocked because they said, if we're not watching football today, so we'll watch that later. We're, we're going to church first. <laughs> I thought I'd get some excitement there. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Luke, do me a favor. Can you please make sure nobody's watching the game on their phone, please, this morning? Because I thought I'd get a little more amens than that, but uh, hallelujah. How many know God comes first? Amen? Amen. amen. Just want to give God praise for what he's doing up in this place. Um, we have a birthday up in the house today. We got a birthday, and it is, it's not really, it's, it's um, not that hard to see whose birthday it is. <laughs> she is wearing a crown this morning. We want to say happy birthday to Zoe this morning, amen? <laughs> happy birthday, Zoe. <laughs> on three, we're going to say, not, we're not going to sing, we're just say happy birthday on three. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Amen. Amen. You got to love the kids, amen? 
you got to love them when they, when they listen, even when they listen, but they're not really following the instructions like you told them. But because of the goodness of the heart, they just, you just see the innocence. Like yesterday, <coughs> we made a, a, a Costco run. And how many know sometimes those, those waters from Costco can get pretty heavy? Especially when you got like two, you know, two, you're holding two cases. And then you got your, 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 your wife's holding two cases. And Mateo, the whole family's holding. And you say, okay, you get, they get the youngest one to go open the garage door for us. We're standing outside the garage door outside the house. Open the garage door, please. And we're, you know, we don't want to put it down. We, we, we're holding it. It's only going to be 30 seconds at the max, maybe 40. And all of a sudden, a minute and a half goes by, and we're like, is she okay? I'm thinking, you know, we're sweating, you know. We're like, Ari, open the garage doors. You know what? I'm just going to put this down, and I put it down, and then I go into the house. And I say, Arbella, are you open the door? She goes, I am, Dad. She's opening the garage door, but not the garage door. <laughs> she said, I am, Dad. I, I, I'm opening the door. I said, oh, sweetie. I said, no, bless your heart. I said, no, the, the we want to come in the, from the garage, babe. We don't want to go all the way around the house. Oh, okay. Boom. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes and when I, I thought about that, and I said, you know, sometimes in life, God says, I need you to do this, or I want you to do this. And, and, and because of the innocence of our heart, we, we're, we're doing it, but we don't know it, that we're actually we're not really following the instructions correctly. And that can happen with, with our relationship with God. And I pray this morning this message will speak to you to remind you, you are valuable. You are valuable. You matter. You're important. No matter what life has done to you, it's not just a feel-good mess. Oh, you're important. You're beautiful in God's eyes. No. You are a masterpiece. You are fruit that God has given our church. But sometimes fruit can be wounded and needs to be reminded from the instructions of God of who we are in Him. 1 Kings chapter, chapter uh, 20. We're going to read in verse tw uh, 35. If you brought your Bibles this morning, please say amen. 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 If you're watching online this morning, please turn there. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 35. Um, if you've never read the book of Kings, go ahead and read it. Um, I don't have time to go into the whole entire chapter, but this is just a part of the, part of the story here that just kind of caught my attention and spoke to me. It says, now a certain man of the sons of the prophets said to his neighbor by the word of the Lord. By who? The Lord. That's right, the Lord. Strike me, please. And the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, surely as soon as you depart, as soon as you leave, as soon as you bounce from this place, he said, a lion shall kill you. Somebody say, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cat right there. That's a little kitty cat. I want a, I want a, a roar. And somebody went, brrr. <laughs> Sound like a kitty purring. And as soon as he left him, a lion, somebody say, roar, a lion. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Found him and killed him. And he found another man and said, strike me, please. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. Then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. 
So the king of Israel went to his house, sullen and displeased, and came to Samaria. One translation says the king was under heavy conviction. So here's another story, another scripture that just seems strange. It seems out of place in the middle of everything. And it's strange for me because I don't understand the text. Why is the prophet standing there saying to a man with a sword to strike me, hit me? Um, I think about this and I said to myself, what if somebody came up to me and said, hit me? What would you do? Somebody came up to you and said, strike me, hit me hard, cut me, make me bleed. And I, I thought about that, and I said, I don't know if you ever remember, but you ever remember getting in trouble? And there was a line that they would say before you would get spanked. And they would say these words. Maybe you've heard this before. You asked for it. Oh. You remember those days? You asked for it. And I would be saying, no, I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to let this go. I'm not asking you. And and, 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 and he, so he's asking right here to be struck. And they would tell me, no, because you didn't do what I told you to do. Uh, you were getting in trouble. You're going to get it. You've done done it. So go to your room. And then I'd be putting the toilet paper inside. My, no, I'm joking. Kids, don't listen. <laughs> I actually did that one time and uh, it didn't go so well. This prophet is standing there saying, strike me, hit me, thus saith the Lord with your sword, hit me hard. And this guy doesn't do it, and he says, okay, because you didn't listen, a lion is going to come and eat you. And the man left. I would have stayed right there. I would have said, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here. <laughs> what do you mean a lion? He left. And what happened? A lion came and ate him. And while the lion is having lunch, the prophet, the man of God, tells another man, he says, hey, strike me. And I like this second guy because he, he said, where? <laughs> where? Where do you want me to strike you? I'm going to do it right now. Just tell me where. I'm going to strike you. He's looking at the other guy. He's going, no, I, I want to obey the voice of the Lord. Where do you want me to hit you? Where at? And the story is amazing all on its own because it teaches us things about life, lessons that are to be learned even when things don't make sense like in the bible sometimes there are things i do not understand you ever read the bible and just be like what it what's this talking about what's happening here but the first thing i want us to see in this story is the prophet found another man if we don't have a hunger if we don't have an appetite for the things of God, the command that God has given you, whatever that is, if you don't have a love for the life God has given you, if you don't have a love for your family, for your church, for your job, whatever that God has given you and has asked you to do, if you don't do it, God will find another man. He'll find another woman. Just when I think I'm all that, just when I think I cannot be replaced, just when I feel and I think, you know what, no one can do it like me, and I don't listen to what God is wanting me to do, God says, I want to use you. I don't have to use you. I can replace you at any time. Amen. I can, you're very easily, 
Look at the text. Wounded him. He was visibly wounded. The prophet had to have bandages put on his body. He went from that place immediately to the part of the road to where the king of Israel was coming. He's wounded now. Think about it. The prophet was, who knows what the prophet had on? He looked good. He looked nice. And all of a sudden now he's bloody. He's bleeding. And now he goes to where the, the king of Israel, King Ahab, is coming down with his entourage. And he meets him right there. He had a message from God, and it's crazy. He already had the message from God, but God said, I don't want you to deliver my message until you have been attacked, until you have been wounded, until you have been hurt, until have you gone through some suffering. Because I believe the king would have kept on writing, but it caught the king's attention when he saw him in this way. So many times we think it's when we're doing good, when we look good, and when we have the talent, people will listen. And yes, that helps gifting and education. But when it really comes down to it, what I've seen and learned is when we've gone through some things in life, when we've gone through some storms and we come out on the other side, that's when people will listen to us. When we've gone through some things. But this prophet said, God, if you want me to do this, I'll do it. If they'll listen to me, if it, if it causes them to listen to me, I will do it. Which reminds me, your hurts, your testimony. When I say your testimony, your life before God that so many of us try to hide and put away. We don't want to talk about it brings shame. Really, it's your testimony that can bring glory to God to remind you and everyone else what you've been through and what God has done in your life. Amen. God can use wounded, broken people right. to bring his message. Amen. We can all bring a message. You might be sitting here this morning, you might be watching online saying, well, I'm nobody to bring the message. I have, an, I have a valid excuse, and they don't say it like that, but that's how they live. I have, there's a reason why I'm the way I am. Like when a father says, there's a reason why I'm, I can't be a good father, because I didn't have a good father. I didn't have a good mother. I, there's, a, there's a reason I have a valid excuse. But just because we didn't have a mother or father doesn't mean we, we should pass that gene, that generational curse down to our family. We should say, you know, because I didn't have one, I'm not going to abandon my family. God could actually take what they meant for evil. Joseph said that about his family. What they meant for evil, he can use it for my good. And I will be a better father. I'll be a better mother. I'll be a better preacher. I'll be a better whatever that is. I will be better because of what I've been through. I'm not going to allow that to mark me. Well, you don't understand the hurt, Pastor. You don't understand the, how I've been attacked and wounded. No, you don't understand that now that you have been attacked and wounded, God can qualify you even more because of what you've been through. 
I love hearing testimonies when people say, I lost everything. I lost it all. But God used it in order to get me to this place. I had to be on my knees crying out to God. He had to get my attention. It's when life was going gravy, I wasn't crying out to his name. But it's when everything, all hell broke loose. It's when I finally said, okay, I give up. Lord, I give you my life. He woke me up by his grace and mercy. I love hearing those testimonies. I was headed straight to a devil's hell. But because of Jesus, I'm saved. Amen. Amen. I love hearing those testimonies. People feel because they've been wounded and hurt, they can't can't lead. Who am I to lead? Who am I to be up here to sing? Who am I to be opening the door for people saying, welcome to church, when yet I'm full of depression? I'm depressed. I, I got my own things going on in my life. Who am I? I've been wounded. How can God use me? The wounds that I'm talking about, family wounds, some things I wrote down in my personal life, maybe a a business deal gone wrong, that's a wound. Maybe a friendly fire, who knows what friendly fire is? Uh, Friends can wound you. Um, A job can wound you. An addiction. That's not even right. I, that, I feel an addiction can wound you. Something that's happened to you when you were a child can wound you, can scar you. And we want to hide that scar. We, we want to hide that wound. We say, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to get over this. And I'm here to tell you, you're probably never going to get over it. But with God, you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. And stand victorious because we have a choice to make. You know, we don't choose the wounds that come into our life. Sometimes, yes, we reap what we sow. If I go up on top of this building and I say, you know, I want to do a TikTok video and jump off, I might break my leg. There are things in life that we do that we, we did it. But by God's grace, he is so amazing to forgive us. Amen. Amen. But there are things in life that did happen to us that we did not ask for. If we're honest this morning, there are things that happened when we were children. We did not ask for it to happen, but it happened. We don't choose the sword that comes our way. We don't choose the hurt, but we do choose the response we give. We choose the response. How we respond to what has happened to us, we can choose. First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 16. You don't have to turn there. Just There's a story of a woman by the name of, I think I pronounced this right, Zerviah. We're just going to call her Zara or Miss Z, okay? And the reason why this is, she's mentioning is because she's David's uh, daughter. I mean, David's uh, sister. Remember King David? Slingshot and all. Killed the Goliath. That's his sister. And the sons of 
Miss, Mrs. Z, Zara, were Abishai, Joab, and Asil. And her name in Hebrew, anybody know what her name means? Her name in Hebrew means wound. Wound. Like a wound. In those days, they would name their children after an event. So let's just say you were having an amazing good time, something good in life was happening. You can you name your children. If you were having a bad, sometimes they would name their children after an, uh, an event. And her name was Wound. And there's a, another example of the story of Benoni in Genesis. You can write that down if you're, if you're, uh, you want to, that one, yeah, Genesis 35, 16. If you're writing notes, do, do your own little Bible study by yourself. Uh, Rachel, remember Rachel? We talked about Rachel. Remember Rachel uh, a few months ago? We were talking about how she was dying on the side of the road. She wanted to name her son Benoni. As she's giving birth, Benoni, which means sorrow. Sorrow. And the dad came over and he, he said, no, his name will be Benjamin which means son of my right hand from which is the lineage of the kings of Israel. And in that moment, the dad could have named his child after the sorrow, after the wounds of the mother, after the hurt, but he did not do that. He said his name will be Benjamin. Do you remember another example? Do you remember when the, loss of the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant was lost? The Philistines stole it. Um... Uh, Eli, the, the priest, found out the news. Can you imagine, and I'm just trying to put this in perspective, imagine telling your grandparents some really bad news. Eli falls backwards and he breaks his neck. And the family is in a crisis in this moment, and there's a baby, give, there's a lady giving birth, and she names the child Ichabod. Ichabod, which means... It means the, the glory has gone. There is no more glory. It's been taken out of this family. The miracle of First Chronicles, going back to First Chronicles, follow me, don't lose me. Teenagers, are you with me? Thank you, thank you, young man. Teenagers, are you with me? Can I get an amen? amen. No, I need the teenagers to give me an amen. I said, teenagers, are you with me? Give me an amen. Thank you, okay. The miracle of 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 16. Zara names my wounds. This is, this is her wounds. These are visible wounds. Some say that something happened to her when she was a child. She was, she was cut. She was sliced. She was abused. Something happened. But because her offspring, because of her, her offspring did not receive the transfer of wounds in their life. When you look at her three children, Joab, I did not know this, Joab became a four-star commander general of the army of Israel under King David and ruled during a time when Israel was at its finest. The second son was Abishai. You can read that in 2 Samuel 23. The Bible says that David was old. Remember King David? Killed Goliath? I just said that. David now is old. 
and he's on the battlefield and he's about to be killed. And all of a sudden, here comes Abishai, the son of a wound, comes. And at the time, David was the only one to kill a giant. But Abishai comes and he sees this giant who has six fingers. I don't know, it's freaky. Hold on. Six. Well, help me out. Hold on. This giant got six fingers and six toes. And here comes a son of a wound coming across the field, slays the giant, kills him. And then you have a seal. It said that he was the fastest runner in all of Israel. Here's a woman whose name is Wounds. And instead of allowing her wounds to produce bitterness, pain, depression, low self-esteem, no confidence, curses, no, no, no. She raises champions in her household. So an encouraging word to the single mothers and the single fathers. Or maybe you're married to a spouse who doesn't believe in Jesus or has not surrendered their life yet. You can raise champions for Jesus with your wounds. So my question as I get ready to close is what will your fruit that may have wounds produce? What will your fruit that have wounds produce? You know, when I go to the grocery store, I used to look at all the shiny fruit and be like, oh, that's what I want. And I'd go to the farmer's market and I'd see the apples. I'd be like, they don't look the same. The apples and the oranges and the bananas don't look like the ones at Walmart. The ones at Walmart look so shiny and beautiful. But really, at the end of the day, it's caked with so much stuff to make it look like, like that. And when you go to the farmer's market, you see the fruit. It looks a little beat up. It looks a little torn. It looks, but really what's inside is what you need. And I want to ask you, do not look on the outward. Don't look at, it's okay to expose. It's okay to show the world what you have been through. What God has done in your life because what's inside is what matters. Not what you look like on the outside. Can somebody say amen? amen? That's why I love that old song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. What will your fruit that may have wounds produce, will they produce excuses? Will they produce bitterness, unbelief, rebellion, resentment? What will your wounds? This is what the Apostle Paul said, and we read a little bit last week. He, you know, the Apostle Paul had it all. He had intellect, education, the Apostle Paul was very intellectual. He was gifted. The Apostle Paul was gifted. And yet he says, I don't glory in any of that. I glory in my infirmities, in my wounds. 
I don't glory in all the things that look good to man. I glory in the things that have been happening in my life that God has got me through. And there were times that Paul said, you know what? God, can you get me out of this? I need, to, I need to get, I need, I need your help, Lord. Get me from out of here. And he says, you know, I've, because think about it. The apostle Paul, he had some wounds. He was beaten with the cat of nine tails. Who knows what that is? Huh? The whip. He was, he was beaten. He was stoned. He was, he was tied up and tortured. He was shipwrecked. He was snake bitten. And he said, God, I wish you can take this all away. And God says, no, I'm never going to take it away. But he says, Paul, you're going to get through this because my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I know this don't seem like an encouraging word. But I pray to God, you ingest this spiritual food because this is what will last. This is what will sustain you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I was at an event a while back before COVID. And I'll never forget, we get up on stage and we have to share things. And all these ministry leaders, these, these worship leaders were talking about all the schools they went to to learn how to play the guitar and the drums and how they can write music. And, and I was standing, I thought that was cool and all. And they're just giving all this. But when I got up there, they said, what's your, what's your story? And I said, you know what? I was just a kid that had parents that were lost, dying on their way to hell. But by God's grace, somebody came and told us about what he did for us. And my mom came to church and gave her life to Jesus. And I followed in her footsteps and I went to the altar and I got saved. I never took lessons to play guitar. I never took lessons to do any of this. I just love to worship the one who saved me. Amen. Maybe one day I can learn music theory. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, church, don't ever hide what you've been through. What God has got you out. Your fruit may be wounded, but it's what's inside. Like when Pastor Todd, he would say, when people bite your, when they bite your peach or when they bite your, uh, your grape, what comes out is what matters. Is it sour or is it tasty? I'm going to be honest with you. When I was preparing this message, I thought to myself, we have so many people in our church that need to be reminded, yeah, that's on the outward. They can think to themselves, this, but what's inside of you is what matters. And it's what we experience every week. The sweetness of your life, not because of you, but because of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads this morning.
Thank you, Lord. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul, Paul says, I will boast in my wounds, in my infection, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Brothers and sisters, you're here this morning, you've been wounded. You've been hurt. You Maybe you haven't been beaten with a cat of nine tails, but someone has spoken words to you that's cut you deep. It's cut you deep. Matter of fact, I've heard people say, I'd rather been, I would rather have been hit than be told these things. I'd rather have someone hit me than to hear these words. Maybe you've been abused physically, mentally, emotionally. The Lord is here to remind you that you are perfect you're beautiful and that he can still use you but you have to be willing to say Lord here I am I will obey whatever that is he's asking of you he's asking me to lead a Bible study he's asking me to whatever that is whatever it is he's asking me to, to go speak to that person to go maybe uh, reach out to give to step out in faith whatever, whatever it is we have to be willing to obey because he will. He will. Say, Carlos, I'll find somebody else. But by his grace and mercy, he's here this morning. Say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. He's not living in my heart. That's the first thing that's most important. If God's not living in your heart, you need to repent of your sins right now. Ask him to forgive you right now where you're sitting. You need to ask him to forgive you. Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I am sorry. You do that right now, just under your breath, right now. Just pray. God, forgive me. Amen. Jesus, thank you for saving me. morning, you're right with the Lord. Jesus is living in your heart. You say, you know, maybe last week's message, you say, Pastor, I want to produce more fruit. God, I want to produce more fruit. I want, you know, I want to, I want to be faithful with what he's given me, whatever that is. Maybe this morning you've been wounded, you've been hurt. You need to do a little more than just sitting where you're at. You need to come to the altar and lay it at the feet of Jesus this morning and be delivered this morning. Words have hurt you. People have hurt you. You've been wounded. You've been attacked. This is why we're at the hospital, amen? We're here this morning to be healed. So this is not a call for salvation. We've already done that. This is a call now. You want to release some things. You want to give some things to Jesus this morning. You come to the altar right now. Just come to the altars. 
Fill these altars right now as we pray. Come down with your family. Come down with a family member. Come by yourself and get a hold of God. We're going to take this moment right now to do that. Come pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. staff members come down and please pray for those here at the altar you could just come and lay hands on those who are here at the altar this morning if I can get some prayer workers to help us out this morning amen amen hallelujah Bible study leaders Bible study leaders home leaders come and lay hands on those who are in need you say well who am I who am I to lay hands on someone you're everything to lay hands on someone and to pray for someone this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray this scripture over all those here this morning kneeling before you. May your grace surround them inside and out. May your strength be over them. Father, we believe this in Jesus' name. We are perfect. I feel a leading right now. This wasn't a part of the service. If you came to the altar this morning, I want you, it's okay. Come back, please. Come back right now. Meet me right here. If you came to the altar this morning, come back right here and meet me right here. 
I feel uh, 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 this is one of those things that I feel heavy that I, we need to do right now. You came to the altar, I want you to come right now. Just meet me right here at the altar. Amen. Amen. It was one of those things, folks, that I, I knew if I didn't do it, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep tonight. Guys, I want you to do this right now. We're going to do this right now. We're going to burn those who came. Those who came. Those who came. If you did not come to the altar and you want to be in this moment, I want you to come right now. But there's this, this is very spiritual. God's going to do something. Those who came. I'm going I'm to give it just another minute. I'm going to give it another minute because there's somebody sitting right now. You need to be up here right now. I don't know who you are, but the Spirit of God is saying you need to come right now. I'm not just saying that to say this. I mean this. You need to come right now. God is going to do something right now in Jesus' name. When you pray this prayer, you need to mean it with your whole heart. Parents and children, grandmothers, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever you are, you need to mean this with your whole heart and you watch what God's going to do. Maybe you have a child who's not serving the Lord. You're standing here this morning. You have a child that's not serving the Lord. Maybe you have a mother and father that's not serving God. You're standing here this morning. God is going to do something. Bow your heads with me right now. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for what you have done in my life. What you are doing in my life. But Father, this morning, I come before you to renounce family curses, inherited curses, things that have been passed down from family member to family member to now it's trying to come down to me. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I am not a child of this world. I'm a child of God. And in Jesus' name, I am set free from the spirit of alcoholism, from the spirit of perversion, from the spirit of this world. I rebuke it right now. I am a child of God. Now to the kids. I want the kids right now. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, help me to obey my parents, to respect my father and mother. But, Father, may I honor you most importantly. I rebuke the curses of this world. Now, parents, Father, in Jesus' name, May my wounds be an example of what you brought me through. And may my children see what you have done through me, that the same power may flow in their life. In Jesus' name. Now, I, when I prayed this, I don't know why. There are, there are people here, you don't even have kids yet, but you need to speak these words because you're going to. 
you're going to have children. Can somebody say amen? amen. We're going to pray that again. Say, in Jesus' name, my future children are not going to have the same curse that I have. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus over my family. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord praise this morning. Give him praise. Lord, we give you praise. We worship your mighty name, God. You are glorious. You are wonderful, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. We worship and praise you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People have been set free this morning. Children have been set free this morning. Amen? Amen. Go in the peace of God this morning. I thought that was a trumpet sound. I said, oh, now, praise the Lord. Let's go. Church, you ready? Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Like I said a few weeks ago, I can only imagine when that trumpet blow, what would it sound like and will I know? I want to be ready when it blows. I want to be ready when it blows. And then I said, church, we're going to be ready when it blows. And I speak that blessing over you, your children, and your children's children. Amen. Let's bow our heads, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this word this morning. We thank you for your love, for your mercy, your grace, your compassion. We thank you for home. We thank you for the love. We thank you for our family. And Father, I just pray a blessing over each and every one of us and also over every leader in this place, Bible study leader. Satan is going to try to drive a wedge between what you want to do and he's active and alive, but we rebuke it in Jesus' name. Father, may we humble ourselves. And may we make right with you this week as we put off the old and put on the new daily. Father, we thank you. Bring us back safely, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said. Amen. Amen. Be blessed this morning, church. Be blessed. Thank you.
To have found you and still be looking for